Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. We had our... um our client VIP event last night and I got home way past my bedtime at 10 o'clock. I am ex- not going to lie. I wake up today and my body aches. My body's just like, Oh, cause I was like, walking around for like five hours. Anyway, it was awesome. But today we are going to talk about pre-qualifying sellers. I'm actually surprised there's not more people on this call because this is one thing people ask me for all the time. So if you are on this call, you are lucky because you're going to have a lot of engagement, a lot of interaction that I will probably not want to answer later. So, um, Yay for you. Okay. So I have recently talked about like when I go into listing appointments, like I have a, I have an entire listing process, which probably doesn't surprise a lot of people. I'm all about a system, all about a process. And my uh, seller uh, process is a little different. Um, but the reality is that we've, I, you know, you, you know, that I believe in being a, a specialist and not a generalist, right? Okay. So that being said, when you go in to make an appointment for a doctor or for a dentist, what happens when you make that very first appointment with them? What are they doing? Screening you. Yeah. Screening you. They're asking you a lot of questions. Tell me about your problem. What's wrong? How have you seen this before? Do you have a medical history? La la la, like tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff, right? That's a specialist, right? They're, they're trying to understand more about your health history. When you are going into a listing appointment, you have to have that same mentality because the reality is that a lot of people don't do this every day. You don't go, you don't do make a first appointment to sell a house with a realtor every day. Like a lot of people sell what, two or three times in their lifetime, maybe. And I have a lot of sellers right now. This is the first time ever selling anything. And they're selling like five homes at once. So they just bought a bunch of homes, but they've never sold a home. So the reality is when you're going in, you have to set yourself apart. You want to win first. You know, you don't want to go into the appointment and be that commodity. You don't want to be like every other agent. And I'm going to guarantee you that out of all the people that are on this call, I'm going to give this to you, but I don't even know if every single one of you is going to do this. But if you do, I promise you, your conversion rate is going to go up. Ever since I started implementing a pre-qualifying call and a pre-qualifying script, my conversion rate has gone up. I have converted 90% of my listing appointments, 90%. That's a lot. That's a lot. So um, I have converted 90%. I've lost like what, two, I think. And you know, it's because the agent that they chose was a really, really, really good agent. So I'm not mad about it. And also it was probably a personality match in the first place. So I also want someone to know, a seller to understand from the beginning, I am in charge of this process, right? Like, yes, you, we are partners in this, but ultimately you're hiring me because I'm an expert. And I want you to understand that before I even walk into your appointment. So all of the marketing stuff that you're doing, that's all cool. That's all good. But that's, it's not just about marketing a home, right? Selling a house is not just marketing. Selling a house is about managing expectations, communicating expectations, negotiating, taking control of the process, helping your sellers not have that emotional roller coaster, right? It's helping your sellers understand every single step of the way. So when you can set that expectation from the beginning, you're going to convert more appointments. It's going to happen. So I want to share with you kind of what the seller pre-qualifying script looks like. And I'm going to tell you, this is kind of when you do it. So I booked an appointment and typically I don't book a listing appointment less than 48 hours in advance. 
because a, I need a little bit more time. Like if it's a list, if it's just kind of a casual conversation, which none of them, if you're really going over to someone's house, if they want you to stop by, don't think it's just a casual conversation. Don't, don't have, don't make that mistake. I've done that before thinking it's just casual. Oh, can you just stop by tonight? I'm like, sure. I was kind of half prepared, did not get that listing, but he listed it like two weeks later. So don't think that if someone, if someone's inviting you over to their house, like it's, they're more serious than casual. So you've got to treat every single appointment as a serious appointment. So I never book a listing appointment. Well, I shouldn't say never. I try not to book a listing appointment less than 48 hours in advance because I want to prepare myself. Not only do I want to understand pricing, I want to drive by the house. I want to, I want to see what I need to know. If it's an area that I don't know too, if I'm not, I mean, I'm familiar with, but I'm not like an expert in like my own backyard. I don't need to drive by a house, right? Cause I know all the houses in this area. But some areas, if there are, I've maybe sold one or two houses there, I'm going to drive by and we're going to do a video. We're going to do whatever we can to try to learn as much about that property as we can. I want to do research on the neighborhood. I want to get all of my marketing materials ready. So that we'll send all of that out to the person. It'll be FedEx or we'll drop it off, whatever it is, right? But then 24 hours before the call or 24 hours before the appointment, I call them. I call them. This is not something I delegate. I don't delegate this because for a very important reason, because I have to pre-qualify them. I have to make sure that we're going to be a fit. And I, call, I, I let them know when I book the appointment, okay, here's your next step. You're going to receive a packet, right? Um, you're also going to uh, receive a phone call from me 24 hours just to confirm. So make sure that you're available for about 10 minutes on X date. So I let them know right from the beginning, setting the expectation. Then... I go in, it's a series of about, uh, what is it, 10 questions. Um, it's a series of 10 questions, that I, well, 11 questions that I ask them to set the expectation for the call. So here is what it looks like. I'll share this with you guys in the group, but I don't want to share it right now just because I want us to like, talk about the questions. <laughs> so the first question I ask is, if when we meet on... April 1st, and you see the value in my marketing plan, and you feel confident in my ability to sell your house, are you ready to get started? It's the very first question I ask. That question is really, really important. Because you're going to find out right then and there if they're how, how serious they are. Right? They're going to tell you right then and there, oh, no, I'm going to interview more agents, cool, no problem, right? It allows you to see their, allows you to, all these questions are intended to help you understand what their objections are going to be. Because how many of you gone into a listing appointment and you get an objection, you're like, oh, shoot, how do I overcome this one? We've all done it, we've all done it. Like, oh gosh, what do I say now, you know? But if you're prepared and you can understand some of their objections, you're going, you're going to feel much more confident and you're going to convert that listing because you've already got their objections in their mind. So if, when we meet on April 1st, if you feel confident about my ability in selling your house, are you ready to get started? It's a really, really important question. It's also one that a lot of people are afraid to ask because it's a fear of rejection. But if you can start with that question, move on to the next question, because their answer will likely be, or a lot of times I hear, oh no, we're going to interview more agents. Great. How many agents are you planning to interview? May I have some of their names? Who, who's my competition? How many of you ever ask, who is your competition? That question is so, so, so important 
Because let me tell you what, I just went into a listing appointment. Uh, was it Tuesday? And it was a super, super interesting. He had sent out an email to, I think, 10 other agents, and we were all CC'd on there. So I knew who all my competition was. Okay. And it was like, it was, it was kind of like this, it's like an auction for a listing. It was really interesting. I did it because I was like, I got to kind of experience this. It's real, we'll see. I actually think I have a chance of getting it. That's awesome. Um, I actually, because we actually talked to him yesterday and he was like, you're the only one who did all this and this and this and this and this. I'm like, great. And I know that's exactly what you're looking for. Anywho, my point is um, that I knew who those 10 agents were. So guess what I did? I went in the MLS and I pulled up all their stats. And I said, great, here's my competition. And I didn't even like present it to him. I just put it in my packet that I brought with me to the listing appointment. And it just says right there, second is Linnea Carver, $84 million in the last three years. My, my, my competition on top of that sold $92 million. So I'm the, the second, the top, the top two of all the agents that he interviewed. But it's because I knew who that was. that's why I always ask the question, who is my competition? Because then you can come prepared with what your point of difference is. Not not to compare yourself to like, I sell 84 million and these people sell 90, they sell 10 million. That's not the point. That's not what I'm trying to say. But you can do some research, some market research on who your competition is. I know who the number one agent was that was on that list only because they have a radio show. I was like, okay, what are they doing a little bit differently than me? Oh, radio show. So I automatically think they have a radio show. So they might have a little bit of a different type of reach than I have. Right. But I knew that going into it. So always ask, how many agents are you interviewing? Who is my competition? Then you're also setting the expectation that you don't expect them to only interview one person. Or if they are, you're kind of like making it out, putting it out there that it's okay for them to interview others. And some of them might say, I'm not interviewing anyone else. I love you so much. I followed you online all the time. That happens a lot. Cool. No problem. You know how to prepare yourself, right? The third one. Remind me again, where are you moving? This question is really important, obviously. You want to find out, A, are you moving out of state? Cool. What, where at state are you moving to? Do you need an agent? Because then you want to come prepared with your referral partner right away. Right away. It's going to give them more value. And your referral partner is going to love you because you're just going to take their name to a listing appointment. But if they're moving into another neighborhood, you need to know that too. Do you need the help? Do you need help on the buy side? Also, if they're moving to another neighborhood locally, your commission structure might change. Mine changes if they're buying with me. My, cha- my commission structure is not the same. If they're sell- just selling and moving out of state, it's a different commission if they're selling and buying in state. So that changes your commission structure. So you know how to have that commission conversation. So these com- questions are really, really important. And the other reason, the other question you want to ask with where you're moving is, why are you moving there? It's going to help you determine motivation. Motivation. We got a new job. We got to start June 1st. Motivation. You know their motivation, right? So where are you you moving and why are you moving there? Fourth question is kind of goes along with the third one is why are you obviously why are you moving there? But what's your timeline to be there? And the timeline is really important because if someone is telling you on March 31st that they need to be there by June 1st, I guess what? they're probably already a little late to the game. So June 1st is going to be a really tight timeline because what you're going to do is you're going to have a calendar in front of you. 
or a timeline. I have a, I have a, we have a branded timeline and I take it with me to every appointment. You're going to have a timeline and you're going to say, Oh, June 1st. Well, let's work backwards from that date. Your house is going to be on the market for about 30 days, or it's going to be in closing for about 30 days. Right now, your average days on market is about five right? Or 10 or 15 or 20, whatever it is. And then we're going to need about a week to prepare marketing materials. So we're already six weeks. We're already six weeks out right now, at least. And that doesn't even count what you have to do to prep your house for me to come in and prepare for marketing. So that question of timeline is really important because you're going to be able to understand all of this prior to going in. And how many of you go into the appointment and ask these questions at the appointment? A few. It takes a long time to uh, to go through a listing appointment, doesn't it? Not doesn't it take like sometimes a listing appointment? Is, why is it an hour long? Why is it an hour long? It doesn't need to be an hour long. By the time I get by the time you get there, the only thing you should be doing when you're at that listing appointment is talking to the seller, developing that in person rapport, understanding the nuances of their house because you have already answered everything for them up front. You already know everything you need to know up front. The fifth question, super important. Don't forget to ask this one before the listing appointment because there's nothing worse than taking an overpriced listing. I have done it before. What price do you want for your home? What price do you want for your home? Ask them. I had, a, I actually asked, uh, uh, had this on one of my very uh, first listings. I asked, you know, what do you, what are you guys trying to get? And he was like 1.3 million. And this house is, if you don't know, if you don't know uh, this geography, this city, this area is called Parkland. Parkland is not a really high price point spot. It's like $300,000. Okay. This, these, these clients had uh, the only house in the entire area of Parkland, the entire area that was on two acres with two houses, complete, complete luxury on a Creek, everything. The only house that is a really, really tough house to price. So they told me they wanted $1.3 million. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. So 1.3 million in an area the average at the time was like 300. I think right now it's like 450, 450. So Judah, I'm going to get to your question. Cause your question is what do you say if they're unreasonable with their price? I don't, I never tell them they're out of their mind ever. Eh? I never say that. What I say is this, because I asked this question up front, what price do you want for your home? And in this case, he said 1.3 million. I said, okay, is it important to you that I actually, that we actually set a price for your home that's actually going to allow your house to sell? Is that important to you? And the answer is, well, absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. And then you can work on how you're going to, how you're going to present that to them. How you're going to say, hey, 1.3 million is going to be really hard because of A, B, C, D, E. I do think your house is worth well over a million. And yes, in fact, that house did sell for 1.1 million in an area where the average price point was 300,000. That was a hard thing, hard thing to do. I learned a ton from that house. But is it important for you that we set a price for your home that's actually going to allow your house to sell? Actually is key. Actually, actually, actually. Because if you have a seller who has really high expectations on the price of their house, you have to bring them back to reality and just say, do we actually want your house to sell? And I never, ever, ever, other than that question about what do you want? What price do you want for your house? I don't talk about what I think their house is worth over the phone. 
Never. Because the pricing conversation is not just a, your house is worth this. There's a whole pricing script, a whole pricing conversation. Pricing is the most, like when you're like on top of looking at the house and understanding the nuances of the house, that's when the pricing conversation is happening at the listing appointment. Like, do you understand that pricing a home is not just about what it's actually listed for? Because list price and sales price are two totally different numbers sometimes. Right. And you also understand that a house that the sold price on this house that closed two weeks ago is not actually the price of the house 30 days ago when it went under the market, when it went on the market. Right. So like your pricing conversation is a completely different conversation. And we can have an entire session on how to have, how to have the pricing conversation. Pricing is about timing, location. There's so many different things. You can't just like go and look at comps and say, okay, I think your house is worth this much. We all know that. But if you set the expectation from the beginning, like, is it important that we actually price your house to sell? You're going to set that. You're going to there. You're going to lead into that pricing conversation much easier. And that's why you also do this before the listing appointment on a phone call. The next question, what's the balance on your mortgage? I forgot to ask this question the other day. And I was talking to Wendy and she's like, what's this mortgage balance? I'm like, you know. I don't know. She's like, why didn't you ask that question? I'm like, well, shit. I told her we got to ask the question. I went off script, people. I went off script. And then I had to like trail back like, oh, shoot. You know, I totally forgot to find out. How much do you own your mortgage? It's kind of a weird thing when you have to go back. But I did. And I got the answer. But also my title company is really cool. They have like an estimated mortgage balance on there. So you can do that if you're running net sheet. Kira. I discovered on my estimated net proceeds tool that I'm using with my... Um, people that I actually now need to be asking about the interest rate too, mm-hmm. which helps because then we can discuss an assumable loan and yada, yada. But I never knew to ask that before. Yeah. You got to ask about interest rate because interest rate always um, also determines what the estimated payoff is going to be if you're running a network sheet, because it's going to be a per diem payoff. But a lot of a lot of title company worksheets now will tell you what the if you don't know and you forget to ask that question, they'll give you the average. So Chicago title is pretty cool. It gives you the average of what the interest rate was in the year that that mortgage was put on that mortgage was put on the deed. So you can always go off of an average. But that is also a very good question to ask. And you're right. I'm going to add that onto here onto my list because it's not there now. So thank you. Um, okay, seventh question: Have you ever considered not using an agent to sell your house? Why would I ask this question? Any thoughts? Because I want to know. Oh. oh, go ahead. Oh, because um, because I've come across this before. Sometimes they're just seeing what you think the value of their home is so that they can turn around and list it themselves. Yep. And you're also being able to uh, be able to preemptively overcome that objection. Because this question, if they come and say, yeah, we have, and Monica's absolutely right. Right here, you might find out, oh, we're just trying to get a value on your home. Okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you what, instead of me coming out there, why don't I just run you a range? Why don't I just send you some comps? And there you go. That's easy. I can do that for you. That's value. But you always want to ask that question because it, it really sucks to go to someone's house. And they're like, okay, well, we'll call you in 65 days or never. Right. That's sucks. So part of the reason you're doing all these these questions up front is because you're you got to you got to make sure you guys are valuing your time as well. Your time is valuable. There's nothing worse than prep preparing for a listing appointment. How long do you guys take to prepare for a listing appointment? I mean, mine's like 
mine's sometimes like two, three, four hours, really depending on the house, depending on how complicated the pricing is. I mean, it, I mean putting this stuff together isn't hard because that's a system for us, but like the actual pricing, I have a whole new pricing tool that I'm using right now. So like putting everything into pricing and trying to get pricing, like even just the right comps, like even though you're not coming down with an actual price, you're coming up with a range in your mind before you go to a listing appointment. And you can't just come up with a range by looking at Redfin, Zillow and, and realtor.com and saying, okay, I think your range is this much. Uh, I mean, you can, but I mean, you should probably shouldn't be in real estate if you're doing that. You can just be a consumer. It's cheaper. But if you, when you're preparing, it takes you like three to four hours sometimes to prepare. And it sucks going to a listing appointment and losing, right? Like you don't want to just go and do all that work for nothing. So ask, do yourself a favor, ask these questions up front because you're going to, you're going to be able to overcome all that objection. And you're going to be able to save yourself a lot of time sometimes, because you're also going to find out by the way people respond to these questions, if they are a match for you. Because if someone is getting impatient with you answering these questions, if someone is not, if someone is like kind of flippant about these, these, these questions, they might not be a match for you. They, or they might be, if you want that kind of type of a client. I personally don't. I personally want someone who understands like I'm the professional. You know, this is why I'm asking these questions. And I always explain to them, hey, part of the reason we're going to go through this is because I just want to make sure that we're valuing your time first and foremost and mine as well, because mine is very valuable. So if you have someone who's flippant and who just kind of like seems like they're not really interested in doing these, answering these questions for you, you got to make a decision. What do you want to do? Do you want to take that client? Do you want to not take that client? I mean, it could just be that the person hates talking on the phone. I don't know. Then send it an email. I would get these questions answered prior to the appointment. Um, the next one is, tell me the story of your home. Y'all know I'm, about, I'm all about stories. All about stories. There's multiple, multiple reasons why you want to ask this question. Tell me that or ask them to tell you the story about their home. A, you're going to find out like how emotionally attached they are to the house. If they're like, you know, like one of my, my clients right now, we've lived in this house for 43 years and we bought it. We had just gotten married and we thought we were going to like make this house like this. We had so many dreams of this house and then life got in the way and we had, we raised our three kids in here and la la la, they are attached to that house. So for me trying to go in and like say, Hey, okay, now I don't think your house is actually worth how much you think it is because it wasn't when we first put it on the market. That's a lot harder of a conversation to have. And by understanding their emotional attachment in the beginning, you're going to be able to know how to prepare that conversation. Do you agree with that? It's like, it's just, it's so easy to just like, when you ask the question, tell me the story. And some people are going to be like, oh God, my, we're getting divorced. And I just, I, I, I got to be done. I got to be done. Right? You're tell me the story. Tell me the story. Why are you selling? And I always say, tell, I personally prefer to say, tell me the story rather than why are you, why, you know, what, tell me about your house, describe your house. I like to, I like to know the story about the house because a, it's going to really help me in marketing, right? Marketing the property the right way, which is going to help me in my marketing proposal that I prepare for them. Right. So if I ask them to tell me the story, I can speak to that. Um, Question super, 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 super important. How many of you have ever gone to a listing appointment and not all decision makers are there? Oh, I got away from my husband. I got away from my wife. I got away from my partner. Okay, ask the question up front. Are all decision makers going to be there? Okay, if not, let's reschedule for a time when they are and make that an expectation. The more you set your expectations in the beginning, the easier your listing appointments are going to be. Just set the, set the expectation. 
Uh, and then the last one is this one. Are you okay with our meeting only being 15 to 30 minutes? Are you okay with our meeting only being 15 to 30 minutes? Multiple reasons I asked this question. A, it shouldn't take longer than 15 to 30 minutes if you've done your homework on the front end. But B, you're setting that expectation. You're letting them know, I'm prepared. I'm, I got you covered. And we can do this all and save us, save us some time. And it's going to be the most valuable time. Because a lot of, a lot of filler time goes into listening appointments. A lot of filler time. Lots. Asking all these questions that can prepare you, help you prepare up front. Um, um, so Wendy, Wendy said about an hour. What's about an hour? You asked how long it takes. Oh, ready. Got it. Yeah. And the thing is, is like when I talk to you, all your homes are so different from each other here. We have a bunch of track homes, you know, so almost all the comps are like identical to what you're looking at. You know, there's, you know, so things go a little bit faster, but yeah, when, when we have like higher end homes, more custom, then obviously that takes way more time. Um, But yeah, for, for the most part, it's about an hour. Yep. And, and it, cause you're right. When my area, we've got um, not really a lot of condos, but we have manufactured homes on in, in parks. We have manufactured homes that are on like 20 acres, manufactured homes on half an acre, as well as a brand new construction house right next to it. As well as like, I mean, we have, we have a couple of like planned unit developments out here. I mean, this, this area is just like everywhere you go, everywhere you go, there's something different. Every house of mine is different. I don't have a specialty in the type of house. I specialize in a lifestyle, not a house. So, um, because I can't, it's like, I, I can't, I'm like, I don't, anyway. Um, okay. So, uh, Brittany said, how do you start this call? So Brittany, uh, what I do, and I don't know if you heard the very first part is this, the, this call is actually like when I set the listing appointment, I tell them that I'm going to call them essentially 24 hours before the appointment. And I'm going to need to have, I'm going to need 10 minutes. I need a 10 minute, uh, 10 minute confirmation call 24 hours before the appointment. And that's how I started. And I just say, you know, I want to, before I come out, there's a few questions I want to, I want, I need to ask. Part of my process is making sure that we're fully prepared. So you're kind of like presetting that expectation. I, I have a process, I'm prepared, I'm organized. And those are things that are really important to sellers, right? They also like, you know, they, they want to make sure that you know how to negotiate, but sellers also want to make sure that you know what you're doing. And if you set the expectation in the beginning by just doing a simple pre-qualification call, it makes it so much easier to tell them that you know what you're doing without actually saying, I know what I'm doing. And like I said, and a lot of these questions, like you can understand who your competition is. You can kind of do some market research on that. And just so, and just so you can know how to speak to your point of difference. Cause I don't like to ever go into a, a listing appointment and say, Oh, you know, a lot of other agents won't do this. I don't do that. Here's what I do. And you can know with confidence in saying it, that it's different because I've researched the 10 other agents that are on that list. Cause I've gone in and I've checked them out. Like they don't have a digital reach. They don't farm their neighborhood. They've sold two houses. I've sold a hundred. I mean, you know, like all those things you can, you can, you can prepare yourself to be able to talk about what you do. That's different without putting down or discounting someone else's experience. Make sense. What if you're a newer agent? Well, it's really easy to research what your market competition is doing online 
So for example, if you have like, there's in my, in my area, there's a couple of really, really top agents who have been around forever and they don't do anything online. You guys, they do nothing online. Their entire, their entire business is built off of referrals, entire business. So I can very easily speak. My business is not hundred percent referral yet. It will be, but it's not yet. But I can tell you that I do a lot of things differently than them. So even if I had sold zero homes ever, here's what I know how to do. Here's what I can do. And here's the proof that I can do it. So if you are a newer agent and you're still trying to get your first deal, you should really be focusing on what I call institutional marketing. Institutional marketing is when you're marketing your business, marketing who you are, marketing what, marketing you. Promotional marketing comes with your listings, comes with your buyers. So that's promotional. You're promoting, promoting a client, right? You're promoting a home. So you should really be focusing on institutional marketing because you can speak to that at the listing appointment. Hey, I, you know, I here's my track record. Here's what I've done. Here's all the people that I can reach. Here's what I do. You just got to learn to speak your point of difference. You can also use we. We, yep. So like you can use, if you're at an amazing company that's freaking crushing it, you can say... We company, yeah, you know, and or you're on a team. We have this many years' experience. We have sold this many homes. You know what I mean? So you can use the we if you're when, new. When I first started, I was with my mom. I used my mom's track record a lot, a lot. Oh yeah, we have been in the business for thirty years. Collectively, we've sold over a thousand homes. And so, you know, it's a we, it might be, it might not be, you know, my personal at the beginning, it might not have been my own personal. And now it is, it is more my production or my team's production now, because we, I have enough now that we can actually say, I can feel confident in saying I've sold hundred homes, $85 million in real estate. I'm confident doing that. And that's what I use too, as a coming back to real estate after a hiatus, I use our combined track record, yours and mine. When I talk to people. Yep. Okay. Any, any other questions on this? How do you guys, how do you think, how do you feel about this? How many of you are a little nervous to like have a phone call with your client, with your listing appointments before you even got the listing? How many of you are a little nervous to do it? Yeah, it's a little, it, it with the first time I did it, I was kind of like, whoo, whoo. And then like, I was trying to think like, can I, can I pawn it off on an, on like an assistant? Can I pawn it off on an ISA? Can I have someone else do this? The answer is absolutely freaking not. No way, no way, no way. This is your job. You do it. This is not something you delegate. And the reason why is because you have to be able to have that connection with the person. And it's kind of weird when you go into the appointment, you know, tomorrow, for example, let's say you have the appointment tomorrow and you do this today. And it's kind of weird if you go in and be like, oh, I know I heard in talking to Danella that you want to sell in two weeks. That's weird. Like it just, it doesn't make that rapport building very smooth. Okay, so I will share this script in the Facebook group. If y'all have any questions, you know where to find me. And if you're a local agent, I think I see a few on here. I'm gonna be doing an in-person training here in the next couple of weeks. So who here is local? Susan's local. Who else? Aaron, Aaron is here. Um, Danella, Kira. I'm gonna be doing an in-person training in a couple of weeks on some of this stuff. So we're gonna go, uh, we'll go a little bit deeper in person. Um, so stay tuned for that. So, okay, you guys, see you next week. I hope everyone has a great weekend. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.